This is Tony, Dungeon Master of D&D Raw. And before we begin, I just wanted to say, if you enjoy D&D Raw, we would love it if you would support us on Patreon to hear new exclusive content and updates before anyone else. By contributing as little as $1 per month, patrons enable us to dedicate more time to creating episodes. Our higher level patrons get access to DMs notes, outtakes from our episodes, the chance to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode, and even to join our monthly patron game. We wanted to thank all of our Adventure Tier and Above patrons for their support this month. So thank you Jeremy Kleinhans, a Linux fan, and Dark Queasy, and a very special thanks to our producer tier patron, Gnome, for serving as a producer on this episode. To find out more about how you can join this list of outstanding people, go to patreon.com slash dndraw. If you're not able to support DND Raw on Patreon, we would love it if you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to check us out next week for Rumble Squad Episode 10. But for now, on to Episode 10 of Serviceable Plots. Sudden but Inevitable Betrayal. With me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Bethany, and I'll be playing Belinda Walsingham, the Half-Elf Awakened Mystic. Hi, I'm Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Khonshu, the Shadar Kai Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'll be playing Scrib Whitecliff, the Human Mastermind Rogue. Hi, I'm Giuseppe, and I'll be playing Valen Blackwater, an Azimar Monk Paladin. Last time, the party spoke with the strange blind woman, Bai, who was clearly not all that she claimed to be, and despite Belinda's warnings, everyone seemed to simply trust the old woman. While Belinda was trying to figure out Bai, Zolas prayed at the nearby shrine to Vimera, Akiva was telling his life story, and Scriv was making official documentation for Doc and Akiva to enter the Vremer Empire. Eventually, Zolas pulled Belinda aside and explained to her, that he was holding two items of interest. One was a blade that seemed to be part of something larger, while the other was an amulet that contained the very essence of the demon lord Tenebris, and the reason that Zolas was being hunted. Belinda held on to these items for safety, just as Valen sensed a fiend nearby, though not sure where. While he searched, Belinda prayed to Adar, and for the first time in over a year, felt some guidance as she looked out onto the stormy night and saw globes of darkness slowly approaching the inn. While Scriv gets the acolytes from the Temple of Umera to safety, the rest of the party prepare for what turns out to be dozens of undead. This is where we are picking up with the party. Dozens, you say? Dozens. Kind of clumped together? Currently, yes. Undead? clumped together so i would like everyone to roll initiative for the sake of this basically the four of you are going to go and then everything else is going to go oh boy. okay so you guys get first move valen what would you like to do if they're that far out they're not going to reach us this turn no but there's currently two groupings of skeletons and two groupings of zombies and each of the skeletons has arrows with bows it's just open fields Nothing really in between. Basically between where they are and where you are is open. I don't want to go into the open. Okay. At least much. I'm going to move just so I'm clear. Everyone can see me from the windows, from no matter what window they're in. As the glowing beacon that you are. Yep. And then, yeah, definitely going to dodge. All right. Akiva, you watch as Valen rushes up and takes a defensive stance. 
I am gonna go ahead. I'll have Blazers move like pretty much uh, next to him, but he's flying up in the air. And then I'm gonna go ahead and cast Eldritch Blast. How high is Lazarus flying? 20 feet. 20 feet. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go ahead and cast Eldritch Blast on the one on the very right of these blue ones. Top right corner. Because I can't. How do you paint? The closest ones, basically. Okay. Yeah. So roll your attack roll. 20. Yeah, that hits. So you focus your arcane energy and release a blast of force towards him. That is three. Alright. It slams into his skeletal form and you see some of his ribs like break and, and scatter. Okay. And that is it. Okay. Belinda. I will walk up to this window, look out it, and I'm going to use my mind thrust ability to whichever the furthest away shambling creature is that I can see. Skeleton or zombie? I will go for a zombie. Okay. Mind thrust, so that's an intelligence save, DC 14. No. <laughs> okay. Let me roll my 1d10. Five. All Five right. points of psychic damage to the zombie. So one of the zombies kind of recoils slightly. That brings us to Scriff. I was going to say, you're actually like already between the two buildings. You weren't inside when this started happening. Okay. So you are right by a window. Is there any way I can speed things along to help them to get inside? You can't make them go faster. <laughs> can I help? Can I take a quick weapon count? Number of crossbows, bows, melee weapons. All of the guards and the captain all have heavy crossbows. Okay. The priest and the three acolytes all have uh, short bows. Okay. Uh, you have Zolas who is currently wielding a hand crossbow. Can I see any of the enemy? Balin, your light extends... Yeah, they're just within range. It's actually 20 plus 20. Oh, okay. So the first ones would be just on the edges of his light spell, so you can see that front row. I'm going to call out ranges to two of them. I figured that okay. the heavy so crossbows... Action, bonus action? Yeah, uh, I figured the heavy crossbows are going to do more damage than my short bow. All right, so you see the captain start to give orders, and they fire a volley out, taking out three of the skeletons. The are going to move up and they're going to send out their own arrows and finish off the skeleton that Akiva had hit before. Soften them up. A volley of arrows from the skeletons is going to come out and some of it's at you, Scriv, and some of it is towards the acolytes and some of it's towards Valen. Valen, you're able to dodge and weave and as one arrow kind of comes at you, you lift your gauntleted fist as it cracks against the metal. Scriv, you're able to avoid the arrows. Uh, One of the acolytes behind you does take a small hit to the arm, but he looks overall okay. It's it's mostly just a scratch. Okay. Okay. Zolus is firing as well. You see him fire two shots quickly from the window and that is that round as they start to move closer. Okay, I was like, is something about to happen? <laughs> nope, they're just, they're moving closer to all of you. So as they do, you guys, except for Scriv. <laughs> sorry, Scriv. Oh, sorry, Scriv. Are able to see towards the back, two death blocks holding up these staves and seem to be speaking under their breath. Like they're casting a spell? They're not currently casting a spell, but they definitely seem like they're focusing on something. Hmm. Yes. Okay. But the globes of darkness all start to fade, but you still hear motion behind them. Valen. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Well, time to do what I was made to do. Alrighty. At least that holy glory. Oh, this is gonna... So I'm gonna go here. Move up into their midst. <laughs> right into the midst of the, the skeletal group. I have a lot more trepidation than I imagine Valen is showing. Alright. And I think I'm going to activate Radiant Consumption. Alright. So what exactly does that do? 
so the little light on my leg is now no longer all that important because I'm putting bright light out to a 10 foot radius and then another dim light for 20 feet past that. And for one minute, or until I end it as a bonus action, I deal extra radiant damage per attack once a turn, and also everything within 10 feet of me takes radiant damage. But yeah, that's my action. Valen is a glowing person now. That is that is all I can really do. <laughs> when do they take damage? They take damage at the end of my turn. Oh, no, it is half my level rounded up. Okay. And I take half of that because I am resistant. So you would take one point of damage. One wow. point of damage. Let <laughs> it start ticking down, guys. <laughs> Let it start ticking down. Alrighty, Akiva. I'm going to hop out this window. I'm going to move over here, actually, kind of to put myself between the monks and everything. And then I'm actually going to cast another Elder's Blast, but this time I'm going to focus it on the bottom left Deadlock, whatever it's called. Deathlock. Deathlock. Thank you. Close. Yeah. So you're firing at one of the Deathlocks? Yep. Okay. So as Valen's body erupts in bright, holy, fiery light, Akiva, you jump out the window, focus your hand, and... 23. Yep, that'll hit. So focus your hand as... A blast of energy lances out and slams into this deathlock. Eight damage. Okay. You release the blast and it slams into his shoulder as he kind of stumbles back. You see him like shake his head as he seems to focus on the wound and the undead forces that are in front of him kind of all just pause. Okay. Okay. Akiva says, okay. (laughs) I got him pegged. I know what he's about. Belinda, you're up. I can see these deathlocks from where I am placed at the window, right? Yes, you can see them. Or at least I can see the one that's pretty much directly in front of me. You're a half-elf, so you do have dark vision, so yeah. It's not superior dark vision, but it is dark vision nonetheless. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and use my mind thrust ability again. Seems like a good choice. He saves. Darn it. Okay. I stare very intently at him, (laughs) and nothing (laughs) happens. (laughs) You see the slightest twitch, but it definitely didn't go through. Okay. All right. Scriv. Now that Valen is actually interacting with them. You can see them clearly. I can see them clearly. So I'm going to call out positions for this archer here. Okay. And I'm going to draw my short bow. I'm going to shoot that guy. The skeleton next to Valen? Yes. All right. Hoping that I can sneak attack. That's a 13. Uh, 13 against the skeleton hits. Oh, wow. Okay. It's not wearing armor. 11 damage. Okay. So, Valen, as this bright energy is just burning away the undead around you, you see an arrow slam into the skeleton beside you as it just crumples to the ground. Oh, good. Less of them to start killing. So, that does bring us to everyone else. Another volley goes out as the guards focus on the enemies around you, Valen. They know what's up. Taking out two of the zombies and one of the skeletons. Zolas fires a couple of shots from his hand crossbow as well, and the acolytes that are around you, Scriv, all fire a shot out, and they do hit their targets, but they don't do much damage overall before they start to file into the end. Mm, as long as they're helping with something, that's something I can do my bonus action for. <laughs> yep. All of the undead that are near Valen are slowly moving up closer, while the groupings to the left of the map actually don't move this turn. The Deathlock is going to kind of take cover a little bit behind the skeletons there. Hmm. Valen, a whole series of attacks goes against you. Yup. Here we go. It's only four of them. Only four of them touch you. No, there's ranged attacks. What? Yeah. How? The skeletons all have bows and arrows. 
Okay. Valen, you take a couple hits for a total of 16 points of damage. As the zombies start to surround you and just like pummel and the skeletons start to strike at you. You dodge and bob and weave most of them, but they still land a few strikes in as as you're moving about. But you see the deathlock that you hit before, Akiva, Mm -hmm. seems to refocus and the skeletons and zombies kind of like wake up a little bit more. But Valen, it is your turn. Time to kill some things. Please do. Uh, I got some skeletons here, right? Yeah. I may as well start with them. I'll attack. <laughs> I'll attack the first one. 18 to hit. Okay. That definitely hits. Oh, and I do have to roll my d4. Yes. Is divine favor concentration? It is. Thank you. Make for... a con save for me real quick. Yeah. It's a 17. You're fine. Six radiant damage total. How much bludgeoning? Seven. The skeleton turns to powder <laughs> as your fist slams into it, and the holy energy just vaporizes the rest of it. Good. Yes for radiant damage. <laughs> so bonus action, yep. I'm going to punch the dude next to him. Yep. <laughs> just carry through. 21 to hit. 21 hits. Seven bludgeoning. Okay. Six radiant. So... Valen throws another punch to this one beside it, and it just its head just vaporizes as his fist strikes against it. Uh, worth noting, I am bleeding now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, he's he's not looking great. And I take another point of damage as everyone else around me takes another two points of damage. Yep. Yay! <laughs> Let it begin. Let the bleed happen. That does bring us to Akiva. Okay. So, I know I sent out Lazarus to help you, but yeah, I'm just going to have it kind of hover here, just kind of menacingly. And then, Rawr. I'm really sorry, guys. I haven't been warlocking properly. I'm yeah. going to cast Hex. <gasps> Wait. There we go. On a deathlock? <laughs> yeah, on the deathlock. Yeah. What's the range of it? The range is 90 feet. You're fine. Okay, yeah. cool. So, it's going to be on the one on the back left again. And then, seeing what happened when I hit it, I'm going to hit it again. Okay. So, 19 hit? A 19 does hit. Okay. So it, I have to choose one ability check that has disadvantage with. Since I know it's a death lock, I guess charisma. Okay. All right. Roll your damage. 13. And six of that is necrotic. You do notice the necrotic doesn't do as much. Okay. That's fine. But as you focus your arcane energy, dark smoke and tendrils rise around him and you release your Eldritch Blast that slams into his other shoulder, but he focuses and seems to maintain concentration. <laughs> Okay, yep, uh, that's all I got, because that was action and bonus action. Okay, Belinda. Oh, wait, did we say the door is locked, so I need to jump out a window? No, this door is not locked, the temple oh, thank door is locked. Because this is not jumping through windows, like Belinda watches Scrib jump through a window, and she's like, thank goodness that's not me. I will go through the door. I can't get all the way up to Valen, though. No, and if you do get close... You don't want to be next to me. Right, I am going to let you know, Valen, that I am here if you need me. And in the meantime, I am going to use my Hammer of Inquisition on the Deathlock that Akiva is not fighting. Okay, so the one you targeted earlier. Yes, and I'm going to do that with three points. Okay, in safe? Yes. No! Hey! That was a six on the die, so... Okay, that's 21 points of damage. Oh, and it has disadvantage on its next wisdom save before the end of my next turn. Okay, so you focus and you feel the pulse of energy echo out as the death lock just head shoots back and just kind of stumbles. All the zombies that are kind of surrounding you, Valen, just suddenly kind of relax. Oh. <laughs> I miss Coup de Gras now. <laughs> You're like, this would be really handy at this particular moment. 
All right, that brings us to Scriv. What are the red guys doing? The red men. They're firing crossbows through the windows. All right, the red men have crossbows. The acolytes are doing their thing. And I can't see the deathlocks, right? Actually, you can, because dim light, you can see the one that Belinda just targeted. Okay. Can I see the one that Akiva is attacking? You can see both. So I'm going to take a step forward. It's just within my range to attack. So I'm going to call out distances okay. for Akiva to properly be able to sight that target. And I'm going to attack this guy in the hopes of preventing Valen from getting surrounded some more. So you're targeting one of the zombies near Valen. Got it. 11, unless I have advantage from them being slack-jawed. Actually, you would, because they are... Stunned? They're stunned. Nope. Hey! Doesn't matter. That what? was a four. So... What? Nope. Doesn't matter, because an 11 still hits. What? What? <laughs> They're zombies. Oh, man. They have a negative dexterity. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. 13 damage. All right. You fire the arrow, and it slams into the side of this zombie's head and it drops to the ground. Cool. All right. Another volley of bolts go out. Yeah. Are those guys not coming outside the inn? The red men? Actually, now they're going to start because there's more of you. Okay. So they're actually still going to fire because they can't get close enough to hit in melee yet. A couple of the zombies get taken out and one of these skeletons get taken out in their volley. Zolus takes out a zombie that was next to Valen. Nice. So... Scriv. Yes. Kiva. Oh boy. You both suddenly hear a cry of intense pain <gasps> and can see through the window Doc stabs Zolus in the chest. Are you kidding me? Why? What? No. Well, no. I knew we should have checked on him. So, Scriv, you and Akiva can both see through the window. Actually, Belinda, since he's at the window, yeah. you turn and you see Zolus kind of get spun and a blade enter his chest. I'm not happy about this. Mm. Tug on my ear. Zolus is down. Oh, Zolus is down. Doc stabbed Zolus. Yeah. <laughs> From where you guys are, Scriv, Akiva specifically, you notice Doc's teeth are all fangs. Doc is the fiend. They weren't before, but they are right now as he's smiling. Yeah. All right, Valen. Just turn around. Belinda, Zolus, now. Okay. And I will turn back and keep fighting because I can't reach Zolus in time. But I'm going to make a uh, fighting retreat. So I'm going to back off to the front of that group and I'll punch some zombies as I go. Let me punch this just this guy right in front of me, I guess. Cool. Oh, I crit. Yeah. Oh, nice. Ooh. Roll your damage. Ten bludgeoning, nine radiant. Valen, you punch straight through him. Oh, nice. <laughs> Love and a he good just crit. Burns away like everything like uh, you feel the contact, but as you're punching, like everything between your fist and it starts to burn away as it just crumples to the ground. Great. Um bonus action gonna try it on the dude next to him. I'm on a roll. I mean, I'm 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 hurt, but I'm on a I'm giving it back. <laughs> Alright, that is an eleven plus didn't you say eleven hit? <laughs> Yeah, 11 hit. Okay. <laughs> Save myself the map. You notice they're not moving quickly. 13 damage, seven of which is radiant. It's a good thing you're dealing this radiant damage because they can't do their special zombie saves. Yay! <laughs> As you just punch through one and slam your fist into the other and both just burn and crumple to the ground. I'm pretty satisfied with that. You know what? They're just going to have to feel a little bit of the burn. Yep. Belinda, <laughs> you're just going to avoid it. Okay. So you know what? If, if I can't avoid two people, I'm just going to get these two because it's closer okay. to Zolus. Yeah, so they unfortunately feel a little bit of the pain. So do I. Ouch. Getting real low. How, how low are you? 
Let's just say that I look about a third as healthy as I should. Oh, shoot. (laughs) So this divine energy is burning Valen, and you see his body just, like, slowly, like, chipping away. Especially around the eyes and the mouth. Where it is brightest. One of the red men and the captain kind of, like, uh, put a hand up and, and burn a little bit. They look at you quizzically, but you see them getting ready to engage the rest of the zombies. Akiva. All right, seeing him turn and stab Zolus kind of pisses me off a little bit. What? <laughs> so I'm going to go run over here, uh, dive through the window really quickly, and run up, and then I'm going to curse him. Okay. So as I run up to Doc, you see my blade. Shadows almost seem to start coming off of it, and they fly onto Doc and latch onto him. So the light-absorbing blade suddenly extends outwards to Doc. I'm going to go ahead and slash at him. Make your attack. That's a 19. Nice. Which is now a crit. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Oh, that was the perfect timing. (laughs) Yes, it is. I'm not going to question it. Just roll with it, man. 18 points of damage. All right. So you swing your blade hacking into his side as he kind of recoils in pain. Your blade isn't technically magical. So you do see the weapon doesn't do as much damage as you were expecting. And I'll kind of say to him, why did you do this? Okay. Belinda. Okay. I am going to run over to the window where Zolus is because he's right up against the window. How does he look right now? He is unconscious. Oh, he's unconscious. Okay, great. That's super helpful. I'm going to use my mend wounds and I will go ahead and use three points. So that's 3d8 back to Zolus. Yeah. 21. Oof. Yeah. He's looking a lot better as you kind of reach through the window and place a hand against him. He's slumped like right up against the wall there. And you focus as basically will his wounds to close. I wanted to try to use my mind meld bonus action. On who? On Zolus. As he kind of wakes up? Yes. Okay. Are you saying anything? Yes. I'm going to say, please share with me the memory of what your vision was. (laughs) Before you die. Okay. Well, Linda's unconscious. There we go. Uh, we'll see what happens. If it's as bad as Valen's was. <laughs> I've got a very strong mind, I hope. That's true. That's true. That's true. I, hope, I hope. Maybe it was all an in- in- save this entire time. And- Actually, yeah. Make an intelligence. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. You're basically taking a vision of a deity and trying to, to rewatch it. But I do get to add a d4. Oh, yes, you do. Because I'm still focused on that. It's a total of 15. Hoping for the best. <laughs> oh, good job. Okay. That's what you needed. <laughs> So, you are not overwhelmed by images of a massive figure in black armor with curved tusk that stares across a field at the city of Ornthal, wielding a large blackened curved blade made of what looks to be a jagged spine in hand. You see an amulet with a blood-red gem in the center atop an altar, in the center of some sort of ruined temple. Stars in the sky, constellations, and then an island. Zolus lying motionless on the ground, blood caking his robes. The amulet surrounded by robed undead figures, deathlocks it seems, that are chanting as more and more undead seem to rise from the ground around them. A portal opens then, as the massive black armored figure steps through. A shift as the amulet is held by a priest, who chants and slams his staff against the amulet, destroying it. Another shift, as the massive armored figure clutches at his chest and begins to dissolve his black eyes showing fear you come out of the vision and have successfully brought zolas back to consciousness 
All right. That does bring us to Scriv. Run in. Yep. You burst open the door. Can I help him to his feet? It's part of your movement. Yeah, you, you can do that. You can kind of like... Actually, I'm going to say that that's a bonus action. Yeah, I help. Okay. okay. So I help him to his feet, draw my sword, and attempt to stab the crazed sharp-toothed spaceman. That is an 11. You thrust the blade forward and he just like bats it aside with one hand. Yeah, he's seen my fighting style. End of my turn. Okay. The undead group that Valen was fighting are out this round as the Deathlock reestablished his hold, but the other undead group... Back in the game. Yeah, only two of them are actually going to be able to get to you, Valen. Oh, thank goodness. So the skeletons are all going to start to surround two of the red men. You just see stab after stab as he does drop to, to zero and he drops to the ground. He's not dead yet. The other one heavily injured, but is still up. They did draw all their halberds, and they're able to take one of the skeletons out. The captain, however, sticks right by you and is going for the zombie next to you. Who's going in? Yeah, it's hurting him, but it definitely seems like he's just, he's, no, he wants, he needs to help. He's taking it. Good man. One of the zombies is gonna hit you, Valen, for three points of damage. Oh, thank goodness. However, in the flurry of strikes, the captain does actually kill that one. Yes. Yeah, the acolytes in here are gonna kind of start to try and back away a little bit. They don't know what's going on, so... They're, they're freaking out because here was this nice yellow pointy-eared person that came into their shrine and he's now just stabbed. So Akiva, what was it that you had asked Doc? Why did you do this? You see him twirl the dagger in his hand and just goes, it's a job and it's fun. And he turns and stabs at Zolas again. This? And does a lot of damage. Oh my, that's it. I'm killing him. Zolas again is hit and drops to the ground. Are you kidding me? As he then turns the blade and stabs at you, Akiva. Bring piece of courage. He just hits. Akiva, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Whoa. As you notice... 18? Something's dripping from the blade. (gasps) Piece of trash! He's poisoning you? You take five points of piercing. You take 13 points of poison damage. After stabbing you and pulling the blade out, you see him just lick the knife. Ew. Ew. And smiles. So... Did he just poison himself? Or maybe it's not poison to him. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, well, poison might not affect him. Uh, Valen, you are up. I want to kill this guy! And he wants to kill you. Nothing personal. Doc, man. Okay, so I'm going to shout, start falling back to the captain. You see emerging from the field, the leader Deathlock. He comes out and he's just watching right now. That thing is bad news. Start falling back to the building. Now run in here. Hop over the body. Yell as I'm bursting in. Sorry in advance. I'm just going to go scriv. And I'm going to point right at Zolas. And then I'm going to point away. (laughs) And start wailing on Doc. Oh, Akiva, for for the sake of it, just uh, make a concentration check on your hex. Five. All right, your hex is gone. Awesome. So, Valen, attack rolls on Doc. 21 on Doc. 21 hits. But then I rolled an 18 on the back for the second one, so... Both hit. So 14 bludgeoning, 13 radiant. Okay. You see, all of the radiant goes through. Your fists, though, definitely don't do as much, but you see Doc's skin, like, singe and burn as your fists slam into it, and he actually, like, turns and... (laughs) Towards you. Hey, sunshine. And he takes two more damage. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of my turn. Okay, Zolas has one failed save. Scriv, Akiva, each of you takes two radiant damage. Oh, 
And Belinda, you take two radiant damage. Uh, okay. I am at two health now. Akiva, it is your turn. Okay. Really quickly, I'm going to have Lazarus go over here. And okay. the zombie that's between him and the captain. Okay. I'm going to have Lazarus, Lazarus sting pester him. Harry him. Well, you can't attack, but you can help. Oh, help. Then we'll help. Because uh, familiars can't technically attack. Okay. Never mind. We'll help. Okay. So he's pestering the zombie. I'm going to look at Doc, and I'm just going to say, you're going to die. And I'm going to cast Branding Smite as a bonus action. So then I'm going to make a melee attack. And that is a 22. So it's a hit. Eight points of melee damage. 11 points of radiant damage. All right. You slash into his side and a burst of radiant energy courses through your blade, which still seems to remain dark, the blade itself, as you slash through it. And Doc kind of recoils back from you, just... Staring between all of you. Okay. And then I need to get out of the way. I'm going to die. I'm going to just kind of walk out. Uh, of. He takes a swing at you. Yeah. And hits. Oh, no. This was a bad situation. Make a con save. 20. All right. So you made the save. But you only have two health left. Yeah. You're not going to take enough damage to insta kill you. Yeah. But you are unconscious. As Akiva pulls away. Doc just twirls the blade and slashes across his chest, and he just drops and collapses by the stairs. Belinda. So here's the thing. What can I see from my position just outside the window? Because I don't know if I can see what happened to Akiva. Maybe just? You saw Akiva pull away. Yeah, you would have just seen, like, Doc hit him. Okay, so I know Doc hit him. Door and windows are open. All right, coming in the door. Oh, shoot. Dolus is dying. Akiva's dying. (laughs) Everyone's Everyone's dying. (laughs) Valen is dying. Wait, where is Valen? Valen is in the center of that light. Oh, right. Valen Valen. is the thing that's burning us. Valen is the light. Oh, my gosh. And I only have so many points. Okay, well, wait, how does Doc look? Uh, He's hurting. He's actually looking bloodied. Yeah, I'm not going to try to kill him. I'm sorry. Scriv, kill Doc. I will try to (laughs) save. I can go through Scriv's space to reach Zolas. Yes. Because he is actively dying. Yes. You see he's just burning. I am going to heal him, but I'm only going to use one point because I need to ration my points. As okay. long as he doesn't take automatic death saves because of me. That's... Yeah, that's five points. So you reach down and place a hand on Zolus as, again, his wounds partially close. I am going to take a downward move if I try to pull him away, though. You did see him strike out Akiva as a Yeah, he already used yeah. his reaction. Yeah, so how are you ruling that I move him, considering? You are at half speed. Tumble him out a window. So you can move him like 10 feet. I don't know if I can haul him out a window as easily as I can pull him just backwards out of the, the corner of the room, but I can't pull him fully out of the aura from Valen. Okay. I just don't have enough movement, so I do my best. Okay, that's all for Belinda's turn. Scrub, you're up. I'm going to attack 13. Yeah, that's a miss. I'm done. Okay, so... Doc is going to kind of look around. Yeah. You watch as Doc's form shifts. The yellow of his skin shifts to kind of a light red. Uh, Muscular physique, two small red horns, but large black and red wings appear at his back. So like just full body transformation? Yep. Just. (laughs) Just a thing happening. How, how big? No, he's medium-sized. Okay, he's so he's he's bigger. Well, he had a very slight build as Doc. This one just like more muscular. He is a medium creature still, but he is pulling away from you and Scriv as he's rushing towards the door. Hurt him. So you both get attacks of opportunity if you wish. Thirteen. Valen. I just had to actually post a screenshot. Oh. <laughs> Did you? Because I crit. Oh. Roll your damage. 
11 bludgeoning. Okay. 7 radiant with my radiant assumption. I think I'm going to spy. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. 18 damage. Okay. Pure radiant to his face. So your fist slams a blast of divine energy courses through. He stumbles, but he's still moving. No! I hate this guy. I hate, I hate this, guy. this guy. As his wings sprout out, he starts flying into the air. Valen, you understand what he's saying as Abyssal. Oh, I hate this guy. I hate this guy. As you see him call out over the field, I have the amulet. You can retreat. And he flies up into the air. What is his movement? 60 foot fly speed. Oh my. So during this, there was some skirmishing. On a scale of one to 10, how hurt is he? Oh, he's really bad. I'm a killer. <laughs> he's still within range, but he is about 20 feet in the air. If I was up. You do see the death locks are starting to turn around. So back to the top of the round, Valen. So attack roll. Yes. 25? Looks like, yes. That's a hit. So, Valen, you run out of the inn after Doc, hurl a dagger at him as he attempts to fly off, hitting him. Bring him down. This is the bludgeoning. Six bludgeoning. Or piercing. Or piercing. Yeah, sorry. Okay. And here is the radiant. So, four points of radiant damage. He's still up. No! No! The dagger slams into the base of his neck, and he's, like, stumbling in the air, but he's still currently up. As a bonus action, I'm going to end my thing because I'm... Okay. You are no longer a glowing aura. Uh, Kiva, I need a death saving throw. Yep. Oh, boy. 14. All right. Belinda. Great. I can see from where I am. We're at the window. Yeah. Great. We're going to go for three points on the hammer of Inquisition. What's your save? DC 14. That's a 13. No. <sighs> okay. He failed. So... That's 20 points of How do you want to do psychic it? damage. <sighs> I don't want anyone to know what happened. I want him to just spontaneously die. Okay. <laughs> uh, basically, Valen, as you see it, the dagger hits the back of his neck as you see a burst of like divine energy. And he kind of twitches and he still keeps going for a moment when suddenly he just plummets 20 feet into the ground. Oh my gosh. I hate it. I just want to remind everyone I'm standing in the middle of a very angry group of zombies. I'm just saying, we're not out of the woods yet. No, I know we're not. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead. I can't do any more he any healing, but I can move over to Akiva. Script, could you stabilize him? was already planning on doing it. I used my action to stabilize. Make a medicine check? Seven. Okay. He's still not out of the woods. I spend a move action, move out of the way, and I will just pull out a book and help Belinda to stabilize Akiva. End of my turn. All right. This deathlock goes up to the demon. Valen, you can see him take something out of the fiend's pocket and start to move away. Can I roll a history check to see if that's the one thing I saw get passed? Yeah, roll intelligence. Hey, that's a 15. That looks very familiar, yeah. You think you saw Zolas pass that to Belinda earlier. All right, then that combined with the fact that I am on my last legs here and we have wounded, I am not going to decide to chase after him on my turn. Okay. The red men... They just kind of start moving up to try and get to their downed friend. They do clear four of the skeletons, and the zombies were told to start retreating. You notice before retreating into the field, the leader, the mastermind, takes a really long look at you, Valen, before turning away. I'd like to flash him a particularly rude symbol. Oh. <laughs> Are you guys doing anything else? 
Because essentially now the undead forces are starting to fall back. Nope, I was just going to go in and lay on hands everyone. Well, yeah, about to it. say, I still can do a little healing if I need to on people. <laughs> I'm almost out I, I can bring a lot of people back as long as they're still breathing. Yep. I can bring up to 10 people back. If everyone is stabilizing everyone else, I'd like to go and double check on the non-combatants. Make sure that there wasn't someone that tried attacking the second story or anything else. Oh, yeah. I hope not. Okay. You do find all of them are perfectly fine. Okay. Hey, and we didn't burn down their inn. I nope. burned some of the people. <laughs> oh. I burned those four acolytes. Well, they're, they're okay though, right? Everybody's fine. No one got killed by a fiend. So, you are out of initiative. Is by anywhere to be seen? Yeah. Okay, so you find everybody out. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? I just w- I want to get that soldier up first thing. He went okay, down. You're able to do that real oh, quick. Oh, thank goodness. All right. He rolled good on his death saves. The others are looking really rough, but otherwise they're all standing. So then once we've made sure Akiva's up, I'm going to dole out 13 points of healing among everyone as best I can. <laughs> okay. It's not much, but it's what I got. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, still throughout all this in the pouring rain, by the way, because it has been raining this whole time. Oh, shoot. It just makes my light show that much more dramatic. It does. Because the rain itself is lighting up with the fury of my goddess. (laughs) Of course it is. (laughs) That's what it's here for. Scriv, because you specifically made a point of going to look for Bai, you find her in one of the rooms. Oh. As you come in, she's like, I'm glad you're all right, dear. Yeah, it was touch and go. Glad that you're okay. Seems only one death tonight. Interesting considering how dangerous that was. Yeah, I... Wait, we lost someone? Oh dear, the fiend. <laughs> I didn't think that they would die that way. I I was terrified. I couldn't hit it. I, my hands are still shaking. I, I couldn't help my friend get back up. I couldn't do anything. And I didn't think that they died that way. They just kind of went back home when you killed them here. That's what I read anyway. Is it really dead? She looks out. Normally, dear... When a fiend dies, its body deteriorates rapidly. She's gesturing towards the window of her room, and with Valen out there and all that, you kind of you do see that the body is still there. I look so he punched it so hard it died for real. It seems he was not allowed to go back. I'm not sure what that means exactly. Very interesting, though. Yeah, and she kind of like gestures towards a little nightstand in the room, and you notice there is. A second cup of tea there. Please, dear. You look like you need it. I should go down and make sure that everyone else is okay. Maybe... This will calm your nerves. <sighs> it's alright. No, I I have to go. Maybe tomorrow morning. I'm sorry. Very well, dear. Have a good night. And then I go out, make sure that the rest of the non-combatants are secure, make sure the windows are locked up tight, and then head back to the first floor. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? After the healing, I am definitely standing over uh, the body wondering why it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Not that I'm going to get any information on that, but... I would like to search the body and see if there's anything on him that would be useful or... Roll investigation. Okay. It was a 12 on my investigation check. (laughs) Okay. You find on his body 150 gold pieces. Won't say no to that. A very intricate dagger. He actually is wearing studded leather armor. Nothing like super secret plan to be super treacherous or anything like that. No, no documentation. <laughs> nope. Oh, actually with a 12. You do find a note. Oh. It has a description of Zolas. Oh, great. Man, I'm now bummed about how it went with those bandits. It was all set up. No, the bandits might have been legit. Well, yeah. But- you can make an arcana check if you want to know what he is. Okay. 17. He's an incubus. Hmm. And a shapeshifter. Wow. They usually are used for infiltration among devils and demons. I am going to take the note mm-hmm. over to Zolas. 
who is, I guess, recuperating after being healed up. You see, he has a flask out that he is just drinking from. You recognize it as the flask that he took some of that liquor back from the ocean breeze and poured in. So, I think we should all talk. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Probably in private. Also probably a good idea. And I'll say to, is Valen right there? You guys are moving about, so. Uh, Valen, would it be appropriate for us to compensate the, uh, sorry, what did they call the red men? The red men. I'll I'll speak with the captain and figure it out. Was that a large dangly pouch of money I saw you get? Perhaps, yes. Ten gold, maybe? Would be more than adequate? Yeah, I'll just make sure all of his men are doing okay. I'll, captain? (sighs) Um, I don't think I ever caught your name. Valen. Valen Blackwater. Thank you, Valen. I appreciate the heads up about this attack. What was that they were after? Do you have any idea? Only the vaguest ideas, and frankly, I'm not sure I'm actually at liberty to talk about what their actual goal was. But I did want to say that you and your men comported yourselves very, very well, especially for it coming on so suddenly. I appreciate Uh, that. I know technically we didn't have a contract or anything, but I would like to offer you and your men something for the injuries they've sustained. If that would not impinge upon your honor. He kind of, like, holds on. I've paid the Red Men to escort me to Amaran. It's quite alright. They they know what they're getting into. Well, then, if that's the case, I'm going to count off... There are four soldiers? There are four of the Red Men, yes. I will count off four, and I will pass them to the captain and just say, if you can see that they get this from me, then, just as a thank you, personally, I'd appreciate that. He nods. Of course. What are you on your way to Amaran for, if I may ask? Well, it was supposed to be a small vacation. Vacation, yeah, that's starting off really, really swimmingly. Yeah, all the more reason not to leave the Empire, but I have friends out there. Yeah, I, um, it might be personal, but why do you need four mercenary bodyguards to travel along the Imperial roads? I feel like if I'm speaking to someone important, I should probably at least acknowledge that. Well... (laughs) Honestly, part of it is they're looking for whatever other work they can. Most of them were thinking of heading to Amaran as it was, and I'd prefer to have a few guards. The roads outside the Empire tend to be pretty dangerous of late. Just not this bad, as he kind of stares out at all of the skeletons and remains of zombies. This is something special. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I have quite a bit of faith that the undead will be moving away from Amaran. They're probably going to come back at us at some point. We're just hoping to get behind some walls, preferably sanctified before then. So You should head to Ornithal as quickly as possible then. That's the goal. We're on the road. Why you? Why would all these undead come after you guys? Well, we have a cleric. And that seems to be reason enough. I don't know what exactly he's done to upset whatever master they serve, but uh, is the way of things with divinity leaving, I suppose. So it would seem. Well, anyway, Thank you again, and if you need anything before we all depart, we'll just be upstairs. You can find me, and we'll arrange whatever you need. Of course. Do you require anything of me? Uh, You're the ones that warned us all of the attack right before it happened. The least I could do is help you all in some way. Well, I believe the number of crossbow bolts littering the ground is proof that you helped us already. So, that and helping make sure that everyone stayed safe is, frankly, all I needed. Thank you. Alright, very well. I should be back in the Empire in a couple ten day, if you happen to be in Orenthal around that time. Chances are I've, I very well may be. I don't know how long our business in Orenthal will take. What, what's your full name? I can look you up if I'm still in it. Two ten day. Captain Gavin Thuliaga. Does that name sound familiar? Roll a history check. Belinda, you can roll a history check as well. Okay. Ooh, that's a 19. 
16. You have both heard of a general Thuliaga who tends to be in charge of the defense of the southern portion of the Vremur expansion. Oh, man. So I would probably definitely know him. He's in charge of the area nearest me. Yep. Cool. Any relation? My father. Oh. I'm from south of the Empire, so I have some passing familiarity with the name. Still, an absolute pleasure to meet you. You as well. Then I'm going to quickly walk over to the Red Men and just chat with them, figure out where their leadership is now and if I can hire some of them going (laughs) forward. Because if this keeps happening, we may need to just kind of, you know, raise a small army. Time to get a posse. I'm going to get a posse. Okay. Akiva, what are you up to right now? Oh. Yeah, so basically, when I'm brought up, I'm basically just like, did we get him? Good? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're good. I guess you've finally uh, gotten to see something of noteworthy happen and someone die, except ah. you were unconscious at the time. Yeah. Lazarus saw it. Lazarus, Lazarus saw it. <laughs> he, can, he can let me see. Uh, speaking yes, he of can. which, uh, I guess Lazarus will come fly over, and I'll just... I'll kind of pet him and be like, you did so good. I challenge anyone here to actually be mad at Lazarus existing. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who's in this room at this time. Nope. Like, you might notice the briefest, like, from the captain just kind of, like, looks over at Akiva and the dragon and just nods to Akiva and thanks. Yeah, well, not back. Other than that, I don't have anything else. I'm okay. just kind of recovering from being stabbed by poisonous blade. Yeah, I would say you did a good job. Thank you for taking care of Zolas. I felt bad that I had to choose, but he was a bit worse off. I would rather you choose other people for me. Anyways. It's very self-sacrificing of you, but I guess you still haven't seen anybody die. I mean, (laughs) if it happens, it happens. If not, I'm okay with that as well. I know. I don't really think you're here to watch a famous death, or if so, not doing a very good job, but... I could just be doing a terrible, terrible job, and I'm I'm really a sleeper agent like that piece of garbage. Please don't say that. That's very stressful to think about. No, uh, I'm kind of extremely miffed that kind of put our trust in them. And yeah, I think we should probably all gather upstairs and debrief on all I of this. I think that'd be a good idea. I think Scriv's upstairs taking care of things to catch Valen's eye. Scriv, what are you up to? I am, in fact, making sure that all the non-combatants are back to what they were doing before, including getting the clerics back into the church and get all that arranged and making sure that the people who actually work in this end have everything they need to continue some semblance of normal activity. To be fair, I don't think there was like any property damage. Oh no, there was some. (laughs) I mean, they're firing a bunch of arrows and they did that each round. And while there's not like tons and tons of damage because Valen rushed out since a lot of the attacks wound up being focused on him. So many attacks. (laughs) Yeah, not as many of the attacks focused on the, the in itself. I'm probably just like sweeping the same spot three or four different times, just not being present. Hey, uh, you guys all want to go upstairs and talk? Maybe get off my feet a little bit. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. As you guys are walking by Scriv, Zolus puts a hand on your shoulder and just says, thank you for saving the acolytes there. I, As a servant of Vimera, I appreciate it. I give him kind of a half smile, but don't really put my heart into it. Just anyone could have done it. Yeah, anyone could have, but you're the only one that did. Brighten up just a little bit more at that. So he then proceeds... As we're walking up, who looks like they can carry anything? Scriv, grab the bread, and I grab the entire thing of fish. (laughs) (laughs) We did just leave food sitting around. I guess there is a bunch of food on the table. I'm grabbing just food. I am hungry. (laughs) I was partway into a meal. It's true. This did go sideways. So as we're walking upstairs, as I see that, I'm like, "Oh, dude!" and I start picking at it. (laughs) I'm gonna 
grab like the gold piece that I have in my shoe and put it on the counter and mm-hmm. ask for beer, ale, any sort of thing to drink. Like, uh, yeah, of, of, of course. And she rushes back. Uh, f- how many? You can have as much as you want. Thank you. As much as I can carry, honestly. Uh, you see a tray that she starts to... Here, I'll, I'll help. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I'll help. Small tower of various drinks. There are a couple of drinks that are not alcoholic. Nice. Thank you. As Belinda, you have been here before. Yeah. And they might remember you from last time. What? You mean I made an impression with my perfectly normal behavior and lovely chit-chat? Also, again, this time, as you they noticed while there was ale in front of you, you were not drinking. Yeah, that's true. That's nice of them. They are kind people. The Bursks. Yes. So I show up with drink and bread. Can I telepathically just like contact Zolus and say, are you ready to tell everything to everyone at our party? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Whoever has the largest room, I guess we all pile in. All right. So the four of you are there with Lazarus and Zolus. <laughs> Lazarus. <laughs> What is Lazarus this, doing? This is so good. He just needs comfort. He's just, he's being there as a comfort. He's like it. half wrapped around like Akiva's neck. Oh. Just kind of like curled up there. So, Zolas, would you like to fill them in? <sighs> all right. About a year ago, I had a vision from Vimera, as you all know. The vision was of Tenebris. At least, that was as far as my understanding went. I had a vision of an amulet, which turned out to be part of the essence of Tenebris. And that would be the, what I'm hoping, I saw you slip to Belinda. He looks slightly impressed. Mm. Yes, actually. Good, because they ran off with something and I was not ready to chase. (laughs) Yeah, when I realized how much, well, not surprising, the force of Tenebris were going to come after me for it, I took some time and fashioned a fake. Fine thinking. I try sometimes. I have my moments. Can I see the fake? Yeah, they have it. Uh, Wait. Okay, hold hold on. What? Because we killed the guy who ran off with it. Lazarus saw uh, one of the death locks go over and grab something off the body. Snatched it up and he got a real good look at my face, so I think I just moved up the most wanted list. How big is it, may I ask? The amulet? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can show you the real one. Okay. So I will cautiously take it out and... I'm going to cautiously detect fiends again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's, like, fiendish presence coming from it. So, the crystallized piece of essence, how big is it? It's about three inches in diameter. So, if I were to pull out, say, an ancient elven amulet that I'm also carrying (laughs) that has an empty slot in it? Oh, boy. It looks similar. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Not the same. The metal you have is definitely of this gold material. This is just black metal with a small ruby-like gem. So, I'm not suggesting that we pop out the little gem and put it inside of the amulet. It's just a comparison of size. Where did you get it? Found this on uh, an island quite a ways off from here. What was it like? The area? Old ruins. How old? A thousand years or so? <laughs> it's really old. Sorry. Ruins aren't actually my thing, so maybe? Any idea of what, like, s- style for lack of a better word? Like, or what sort of civilization? Best uh, I could tell, maybe elven? Sounds like we'll have to get Scrib out there at some point. I would like to look over the amulet, see if there's any inscriptions. Yeah, can I actually take a look at both of them as well? See if there's any sort of like arcane runes or anything to see if I can see if they match up. Okay, quick question for everybody. What's everyone's alignment again? Neutral good. good. Lawful good. Chaotic good. Okay, just wanted to know. Yeah, neutral good. 
Okay, so Akiva, you're looking for arcane runes. Mm-hmm. Make an arcana check, Scriv. Make an investigation check. And Tony, I know you already made a check on the one. Can I do a check to see if I can remember if I've seen anything like this in any sort of tomes or... Roll history. Okay, history. That's an 11 for mine. There are arcane runes on it. Comparing the two, there is some similarities... But they're not exactly the same, as far as you can tell. You're not sure what's different about them. Okay. Scriv, as you're kind of studying over them, they're both very old. But the one you have, you can tell based off of just your overall general knowledge of archaeology and having studied ancient cultures. The one you found is older than this current amulet. Hmm. By probably several centuries. Alright. 20 on my history check. So, you're trying to figure out if you've read anything about this. Seen drawings, read anything that describes similar amulets, as if basically I'm trying to find out if there are more of them described in anything else I've read. You would have read that there are items that are used to capture the soul or the essence of powerful beings. Based off of your 20, you know stories written by a well known wizard, uh, Daryl Mavis who discussed a particular item, an amulet, that was used by an entity of the Whispered Ones uh, that they wound up destroying. Based off of the design you see here, this does remind you of what Daryl drew. And for reference, I would know who Daryl is. He actually helped and was part of a group that helped to stop an assassination attempt, and he formed the Staff Federation. I assume we share what we have realized upon studying for yeah. summarizing mm-hmm. purposes. Yep. So you didn't die, Zolas. Yeah, um, I guess I misinterpreted that. I mean, you did go down a few times. Well, I mean, my vision, I saw my body not moving. Uh, a lot of blood on my chest. I didn't see my, my myself breathing either, but oh, it hurts, but he looks over at uh, Yblinda. Thank you. You're welcome. So what do we do now? Well, that amulet, the uh, the essence of Tenebris, my vision's right, could be the key to killing a demon lord. Mm. And you said you tried to attune to it, but it rejected you? I tried to attune to the other item. To the other Wait, item. Wait, there's a second? I found it in the same ruins. Very different, though. I'll take out the dagger to show it. May I see? Yeah. I don't know what it is. I want to reach out to it with my power, see what it does. Ah. I will be like, hey, are you magic too? Because... <laughs> The other thing was crazy evil. So yeah, you take out this, it's a sharpened blade that has kind of a handle that's all white with a small spiral of gold that ends at what looks like basically if you snapped it off of something else. So it's got jagged edges at the end where a pommel would normally be. Make an investigation check. Oh boy, come on, high rolls. So Scrave is studying this as well? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 19, which puts my investigation at a solid 20. (laughs) (laughs) You did okay. Scriv kind of studying over this as well as Valen is turning it in his hands. You see some partial writing that kind of ends at the crack. Valen, you can read this. Oh no, which one? (laughs) Please don't be abyssal. It's in Celestial. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) It says Nikael, which means life's blade. It seems to continue on. You get the the impression of like there was more. So, Zolus, when you said attune to it, did, what were you trying to do? Well, certain magical items. I know you need to have basically be on even keel with it. Uh, the same frame of mind. You focus on it, and you're able to access its magical properties. Hmm. I was trying to see if I could do so with this. And while there's definitely the impression that you can attune to it, I wasn't able to attune. Interesting. Hmm. Did it 
hurt when you couldn't attune? No, just uh, there was a little pressure, but nothing painful. Just more just a sense of basically as if it said no. Great. I'm going to sit in the corner with the knife and I'm going to see what it says to me. Okay. So you're going to focus on it? Yeah, may as well. So we will let Valen quietly attune. Okay. Or try to attune, because who knows? Yep. So the question is, what do we do now? Because apparently we're just going to continue to be a target because that fake amulet will only fool them for so long. That's true. Well, first things first. Anyone good at disguising? Quietly raise my hand. <laughs> I was Side born for this. <laughs> I really think I need to stop looking like me. Let's see what we can do. Well, especially considering this, and I'll hold out the paper that has his description on it. I would like to step forward. I can do a couple of things to change your profile, your silhouette, and just kind of rearrange something so from a distance you don't look the same. Any further than that, we'd need to get into more in-depth things. It would need to be, you know, change of haircut, clothing, etc. We could do more once we get into a town. Alright, sounds good to me. Cool. So, it sounds like maybe we should continue on our plan to go to Veripol? We could resupply there. It's a small enough town out of the way from the main road. You get some advice. Yeah. So we get to meet Scrip's parents? Yeah. I don't think it's the kind of meeting you're expecting, Akiva. No, this escalated things a lot more than we were supposed to be. Listen, what Doc was saying about the the demons spreading out, my vision doesn't seem to, to follow that. And he nods towards you, Belinda. It seems it's all Tenebris is doing. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to awaken Archon, but as far as everything Vumera's been trying to tell me, that's, that's not what he's going for. Yeah, it seems like Doc painted a dramatic, over-the-top vision of the future that was so extreme that we felt compelled to consider it possible. I mean, especially considering the prophecy mm. that you two heard. I'm going to suggest that we table this for now, at least until we get to Veripol. There you'll find that there's a paladin to Adar that we can talk to, and he should have better insights. You mean your dad? Paladin Whitecliffe. In this role, in this circumstance, he isn't my dad. He's Paladin Whitecliffe, and he has a job to do. Well, the one thing we do have to decide is, what are we doing with the dagger and the amulet? Who is holding them? Well, let's see. Valen, how's it going? It's going to be an hour before anything would happen, so... I will say Valen can hold on to the dagger. The amulet, I think, Zolas, you should not carry anymore because you are expected to carry it. Yeah, Akiva, they're going to assume I still have it. You have something going on with a sword that talks to you. I don't think we want to add another magical complication. I would really enjoy not having another voice in my head. So that means either me or Scriv. I was going to propose that Scriv is a bit more capable physically than I am and would make a better choice. Yes. But I don't want to put that on you, Scriv. I can run way faster than any of you. Way faster. <laughs> yeah. So if you're okay with it, do you mind carrying the amulet? Sure. All right. Spooky amulet handed to Scriv. All right. Zola's just kind of looks at you, Scriv. Just be careful. Mm-hmm. That's definitely not something to... You may have some bad dreams. I'm ready for it. All right. Anything else you guys want to bring up? Or? I mean, I would be regs of but I think from an in-character perspective, our character... I mean, Belinda's exhausted. And yeah, everyone wants like... to go to sleep, so... Cut, cut an hour. See if I can stop focusing on this thing and go to sleep. After an hour, you get the sense of just no. <gasps> cool. I will... Scriv, tomorrow, <laughs> we'll trade items. You try. <laughs> Sure. If you want to hold it for now, I promise someone something. Like now? Now? Well, yeah, now, now. Okay, here. <laughs> I'm going to go and get tea with, with Bai. Okay. 
So, Scrave, you go into the room, mm-hmm. seated on the bed, mm-hmm. seeming like she was just waiting for you, is by, and you see she has a cup in her hand, and there is another cup at the edge of her little nightstand. Cool. I pull up a chair, grab a cup of tea, and I guess we just talk. She'll just go, well, dear, why don't you tell me a little about yourself? What was, what's your life like at home? I always like hearing stories. So I will tell her the story of my people. By that, I mean, I'll just describe Veripol. I'll describe the cavernous city that's built on top of dwarven ruins. Okay. And you do so for a good while before eventually you are able to head back to your room. Yeah. And go to sleep. That's it. She does ask you, like, following questions like, oh, tell me more about this shop and tell me more about this. You're like your father. Tell me more about your mother. As you kind of mentioned these different things. And I try to edge away from anything too personal. Yeah. And you know she doesn't press you. She just seems, as you bring stuff up, she asks you, oh, tell me more about that. And I would, of course, ask similar questions as well about where she comes from and the places that she's seen. Okay. For the sake of brevity in that, she mentions that, you know, she lived in Orenthal for many, many years, uh, but she's traveled a lot. All around the Vremer expansion, she has been to the Thessun Kingdom. Does she know about the Elven Kingdom? She does. She's never been to Solana or the Nephany. She's never been. That's what she says. Okay. She says. <laughs> Darn. Good phrasing, Tony. I was kind of hoping that she would at least be able to provide some insight. We eventually need to go there, so... Yeah. I don't know much about it. If you bring that up, she does tell you, like, well, she has read much on it, and she has talked to uh, many, many different high elves and wood elves that have lived in the area, so she can tell you more about the culture from that. That'd be good enough. Okay. So she does fill you in quite a bit on the culture of Solana and the culture of the Nephany, as she explains as far as she is aware. Cool. So you guys have a very nice, plain conversation. The tea is really good and warming. Nice. I needed some sort of normalcy after the nightmare that was this evening. By the end of the conversation, you are tired, but kind of there's a a nice soothing sensation from the tea that kind of warms the bones. Thank you, bye. And you as well, Scrim. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk again. That'd be nice. Smiles. Yep. Have a good night. Good night, Scrim. And then I leave. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at RulesIsWritten, or check out our website, dndraw.com, and feel free to email any questions to our Dungeon Master at dm at dndraw.com. Please subscribe and consider leaving us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And last but not least, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. We'll see you next episode. Music